I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I am Miles Spielman Blockman. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. How is everyone doing tonight? It's good to be back in the diner again. It's it nice ha- to be back, yeah. It has been a little bit. Uh, I've been in Italy and uh, June was absolutely an insane month. Uh, we did put out that episode, I don't know if you guys heard, I did a short interview with Michael Schelling, kind of our... Uh, our token interview that we do with him as a part of advertising uh, Shore Leave, which is, by the way, coming up really fast. I know. I need to get a hotel room. You do need to get a hotel room. And uh, are you the one that's going to... Um, we talked about Are you contacting the uh, guest services? Do you, need send me, do you need me to send you information on that? Nope. Actually, um, I've got... I need to go through the list and see... Uh, I need to write them all up, the letters, and I'll, I can actually send those, like, probably this weekend. All right. Um, I've been between work and, um, between work and, you know, life. It's just been a really busy, and then <laughs> Awesome Con was this, past, was this weekend yeah. in D.C., and <laughs> I just try, like, I love my new job. I'm, I'm ridiculously busy. So I'm trying to balance life as you all are trying to balance yeah, life. Yeah. Kind of no, absolutely. So you went to AwesomeCon. Tell us about AwesomeCon. How was it? I did. AwesomeCon was, for lack of a better word, awesome. <laughs> um, AwesomeCon was great this year. Uh, they had a lot of amazing guests. Um, and this year they partnered with Smithsonian, which is, uh, I don't know if, you're, if you've not been to D.C., or you're coming to DC, the best thing about Washington DC is the Smithsonian. It's over a dozen different um, museums of ex- from you know art history to American history to some of the most amazing antiquities and the most amazing new stuff available. Um, and they're all free. All the museums are free. So they partnered with AwesomeCon this year and created what was a track called FutureCon. Um, kind of talking about the science of science fiction, which was so cool. And like on Friday I sat and I think it's Hadfield, Colonel Hadfield, um, who was on the ISS and yeah, Colonel uh, Chris Hadfield. He's the guy who did the space odyssey video, the oh, first yeah. recorded song and video on the, on the, on the international space station ever. Um, and he did some amazing science while up there, and he just recently released a book. So he um, he spoke with a couple other folks who were involved in those kind of programs. And I don't know if you checked on our Facebook page, but I posted a video of um, Professor Stephen Hawking, who was not physically at the event, but had prepared um, a statement and a presentation just for our event. So that was, and they had this big, huge thing set up. So it looked like there was a hologram of him. That was pretty amazing. That's um, awesome. The guests I this year were it. great. It was Hootopia, uh, David Tennant, John Berriman, um, 
um oh my god i'm gonna i forgot her name the woman who played donna um uh, miles and now the i i don't know her name no. i know i know i just blanked on it so many went and and it and? was stan lee's last convention oh my on the east coast there is still a question as to whether he will be at san diego comic-con so i don't know if this is his last con ever but I did get to get a picture with him. Um, unfortunately, I got super, super um, sick with a migraine from you know where uh, and couldn't make <laughs> it to hear him speak. But I heard it was amazing. Um, so that was kind of cool to get like a moment with Stanley. And he looks, you know, you meet people in real life and you're like, oh, you look a little different. Stanley looks like Stan friggin' Lee. Right. <laughs> he, just, like, he was he was just sitting there and then for a moment I was like he didn't like he's an older gentleman he's like you didn't just prop him up like weekend at Bernie style did you um, <laughs> oh my word which is horrible I saw but... that I saw that movie in the theaters by the way me too <laughs> so it was just you know so it was it was very good there were a lot of great vendors I picked up some cool stuff um, and then my friends from NovaCon which is coming up in a few weeks in McLean, Virginia, were there, and I was really excited. They gave me a pile of cards to pass around work because um, they are throwing a comic book convention literally next to my office. Like it's in it's in the hotel right next to my office, so I will have amazing parking. Yeah, event. Yeah, That's you fantastic. Will. You will, and uh, great things to do in lunch break. So. Well, and what's very, yeah, so they start on a Friday, and so that's what I plan to do at lunch, um, is to go down to the con, and right now they're preparing for, so every once in a while, I look down, there's this wonderful, like, park area between our buildings, because um, our buildings kind of sit on this big, funky cul-de-sac. Every once in a while, there's like, oh, look, there's Captain America. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> because it's, there's a lot of cosplaying going on, and there's a huge cosplay contest. So that's like that's all happening like at my job, and that's happening July twenty eighth through the thirtieth at the Ritz Carlton and Tyson's Corner, Virginia. They have not given me any money or asked me to chill this. They're owned, they're run and owned by local people who own a local comic book shop and a local pub. So I want to shill the crap out of them. I I just want to make sure that if you're in the area, it's totally worth it. They got great hotel deals. It's very exciting. Some really oh, cool yeah. guests too. The original Flash Ooh, is going to be there. That'll be awesome. Cool. That'll be awesome. By the way, the uh, lady that plays uh, Donna Noble—that's who you said, right? That's Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate, <laughs> who is gorgeous in real life and also on TV. I love her. Love her with all my heart. So. Um, there's just a there's a lot going on. Yeah, very 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 good. That's awesome. So I'm a lot like. Exhausted. <laughs> understood. Understood. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to move on to the show to make sure that we wrap up and don't get too late here. We tonight are going to be talking about two films that, you know, if you're in the geek world, you may have heard about them. They were kind of, I know some of them may have flew under the radar and, and all that, but we're going to talk about tonight uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Wonder Woman. So, yeah, what do you think about that, guys? I enjoy both of them immensely, so it'll be fun. Uh, I want to talk. I want to talk about this f with with both of you for a while, so this will be fun. Yeah, this has been delayed for a gazillion different reasons why we didn't talk about it earlier, but 
But we're here to Never talk heard about of tonight. them. Never heard of those movies. I don't know what I, you're talking about. I know. Well, you know <laughs> what? Then uh, why don't you just kind of listen to what Miles have to say? And uh, if you want to, like, you know, give your two cents from the sidelines, you can do that, Em. Sure. I want to sit and hear two more white guys talk about Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, what is this? Seriously? <laughs> Excuse me? Seriously. <laughs> Uh, uh, exa- no, of course not. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> All right. Well, so the way that we decided to do this, or the way that we, we were discussing at the beginning, we, we're going to take about 20 minutes to talk about Guardians, 20 minutes to talk about Wonder Woman, and we're going to let the fates decide the order. Um, and then at the very end, we're going to kind of compare these two and say, well, which one of these do we think was better? And we might evaluate, evaluate them on a couple different angles and points and say, and go from there. But we'll just talk in general about the movies. Uh, and then go from there. So we are going to let the fate decide. And M, do you want to tell us a little bit about the coin that you are holding right now to let the fates decide? Well, Scott and Miles, I am holding a coin from the 2017. Is this 2017? Sure. Oh, no, it's the 2016 <laughs> Joko Cruise. It's the challenge coin designed for the Jonathan Colton Cruise Crazy, which went to Coco K, St. Thomas, Thomas, and St. Martin. You can learn more about the Joko Cruise at jokocruise.com. Very, <laughs> uh, um, right, right good. Also, they don't pay me. I just really <laughs> enjoy it. I like talking about the stuff I like. <laughs> well, you know what? You really so, should get You really should get paid for all the endorsements you're doing here in the show. You know, I talk about the things I like, and, and I do the stuff that I like to do, and if I don't like it, you betcha I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> but I, if, look, if somebody... If Mattel all of a sudden sent me every single Wonder Woman Barbie because I talked about it, awesome. But <laughs> if they don't, not a biggie because I will still mention that I purchased a bunch of them anyway. <laughs> very, very good. So, so uh, I have this very cool brass coin, like this very shiny, goldy looking coin that's enameled on one side and it has a monkey on the other because the folks who go on the cruise are called sea monkeys. So this is a monkey with a sea captain's cap on, and it's actually a little disturbing looking. (laughs) But I will flip this coin, and heads has been predetermined to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Tails is uh, Wonder Woman. And so I will now flip this incredibly loud coin. All right, go for it. And go. Tails it is. All right. So oh, okay. We are starting Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman. Dun, 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 Can I just make a little side note? My bot, my boss met Linda Carter on Saturday. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Did you just say that your butt just met Linda Carter? I'm my just saying, boss. <laughs> Look, you're not the only one who's pooped. Um, <laughs> but you came from vacation. I've been working too much. Oh, my, my boss Linda... was at a restaurant in D.C. and then sends me this text and it says, Wonder Woman, yay or nay? And I thought he was asking me about... Um, about the movie and I thought what do you of course yay and then I look at my phone and there's a picture and my response was WTF that's Linda Carter (laughs) and he knew that I was waiting to like get my picture with Stan Lee and so I get this I get this text back that says F Stan Lee and I was like what and I look and there's a picture of him standing there with Linda Carter that is awesome I have one degree of separation from Linda friggin' Carter. Oh, that's great. That's great. So uh, let's jump in and talk about this movie. This movie, we coming up to this movie, I know that as we talked about it, we kind of, there was a lot of apprehension coming up to this movie. We were hearing stuff about it. 
We got to the theaters. What, I mean, what were your thoughts um, as you walked in, as the movie began to play? Let's let's run with that. Um, em, let's start with you. The Miles with you next. Miles won't get to speak if I start. Okay, the Miles. <laughs> Miles, why don't you start, and then we'll get to Em. After seeing this movie, and I'll, it, it, it gave me hope that that DC finally knew what it was doing in, in making a live action um, superhero movie and, and doing an origin story uh, and do it well. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. I, I saw it Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I like what they did with the character. You know, the, the way they made her kind of naive and innocent to what was going on in the world. And um, uh, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, kind of having to sort of educate her. Um, I, I thought everybody in it was good. Uh, I, I, they they kind of gave you a swerve, which, you know, you, you think you think this 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 guy's the, the main baddie, but but uh, they do a swerve and you find out it's a different person. Um, what, what else? Um, I, I love that it took place during World War One, and just kind of just showed just how horrible it was. And um, I don't know if we always hear about World War One much lately. And so it was kind of it's good to re- kind of visit that and just kind of. Yeah, we had this 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 war a uh, hundred years ago. It was it was horrible. It was brutal. Um, so I I like that they kind of that they started her origin story uh, off there. Very 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 good. Um, how about you? Tell us about your experience seeing Wonder Woman. All right, fellas, have a seat. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I went into the theater with medium expectations. Like I I was worried that it would suck but then i remembered it was a dc film so chances are it was going to um i set my expectations low because of all of that and then i sat down and i was with two co-workers and i said you know i'm gonna warn you right now there i this is what this is wonder woman this is this is something i have loved since i was a child and I love comic books and all things nerdy. So I will probably be gesticulating or you will hear me go seriously or <laughs> no. Or are you kidding me? Like there will be moments of holy crap and um, just prepare yourselves. So the first time I saw the film, I I walked out of there and I actually had no opinion. I was in, I guess I was in shock because it was... In retrospect, it was much more than I expected. It was a very, not very different, but it was a a different perspective of Diana that I had not really ever thought of. Because in the comic books, she's pretty much fully formed and you get some of her history. And then there's the TV show that I grew up with in the 70s. And then there's her portrayal. She doesn't really get like the main storyline in all the comic, in all the cartoons on TV. She's just you don't get that rich origin story of um, Diana and where she comes from. So to, for me, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And it dawned on me that this is not the Diana that I knew that I grew up with, that I read every month. 
this is a this is this is Diana figuring out who Diana is. So it's 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 idealistic Diana. It's naive Diana. It's you know altruistic Diana who doesn't really understand the juxtaposition of of what the world is and what not juxtaposition but just the dichotomy of the world that yes there are all these people who feel that way but then there's really no way to act on it because we're horrible terrible human beings and so there were moments that I thought oh are you kidding me and then it resolved itself and I thought oh okay they were going somewhere like when she got into the boat with um, Steve Trevor and they start talking, you know, the whole like, well, aren't you going to sleep, sit, be next to me? You be next to me. I don't know. Me. And then they start discussing, you know, well, when the last time I laid next to a woman and all of that. And it got oh, just very cheesy. And then in the end, it was all to deliver the most amazing punchline. Oh, yes, I know men are needed for procreation, but for pleasure. <laughs> Phenomenal. I you I was the only person in the first time I saw it in the theater that laughed at that joke and I laughed out loud. I howled. I thought that was great. <laughs> but and then towards the end I thought she was having a Padme moment. No, not Steve. Spoiler, Steve dies. If you yeah. haven't seen it by now, suck it. Yeah, um, we should, you should I've know. I've seen it four times already. How can you not have seen it by now? Um you should, we need to put spoilers at the beginning of this. No, uh, we really don't. No, um, no we really don't. <laughs> no, not, not, by this time, it's been out a couple of weeks. We're good. We're Steve good. Steve dies because you need the impetus. You need that spark that makes our hero like come to life. And I thought she was having a Padme moment where she was going to go all, oh, my God, Steve. But she, she, she went into this like, are you kidding me moment where she just raged out and became who she needed to be. She truly, she, she didn't really understand love. She didn't really understand death. She didn't understand evil. To her, it was all just a, you know, words and books. And it was, she knew the love of her sisters and the women on the island and her mother. And it was very different. So she really she really we saw the birth of wonder woman of of diana princess queen of themiscara now you know just it was it was by far my favorite film of well it's of it's hard to say of the dc universe because the other ones really suck um <laughs> but of like all the dc comic book characters who i enjoy and love and I liked the um, the Dark Knight series very much. This was phenomenal. And I feel like Marvel needs to be very, very aware of this director because she is not effing around. She apparently, when they went to do film pickups to kind of trim up and adjust the film a little, people were talking about, oh, they're going to have to go back and recut it. She only had to refilm like 10, 10 extra minutes of film to kind of tweak something. And she was done. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. This is one of my, I saw it four times in 10 days. So I'm you, I'm you hated the film. So we got it. I hated it. Was like you, you didn't like it, was, it all that much. It was so well done. And like I had an, I had an hour long conversation with someone about just their armor. Like there was not, there was no cleavage in this movie. 
There's nothing wrong with that. I looked, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the there was if there was it was limited. Their armor wasn't like cleavage showing because why would you expose your sternum? That seems stupid. Uh, everything looked purposeful and amazing and beautiful and strong. Those Amazonians, they weren't like wasp waisted little women in Daphneus little silk organza drapes with a little gold belt like they are on the cartoons. These women will kick your ass like left and right. This was an amazing representation and by far like the best way this is this should be the benchmark for every female character driven comic book movie. At least at, le- at least at least for their origin story. I mean, if you talk about something they the way you're developing character, they did uh Patty Jenkins did a great job. I mean, because and, and she does it two ways. First of all, she drops Chris Pine into a world that he has no freaking clue what's going on. And he and he gets explanation through, you know, Wonder Woman kind of leading him through and helping him to understand the culture, the people, etc. And then she's dropped into a world where similarly she has this, as you said, um, this innocence about her that he has to kind of walk with her through. And and through this, we get this exposition of characters that connect and develop this relationship that has overtones of being maybe romantic, but in the end is not not really, a, it's not really about the romance. And it's, yeah, that's not a driver. It's just an added layer of of humanity that she gets to learn about. Right. And Chris Pine, Chris Pine, who is always the lead in his films, he did an amazing job being number two. He did an amazing job being a supportive actor and character. That whole crew of hers, all of them worked so well together. The little French dude cracked me up. I loved him. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that you, you you hit you hit the nail on the head, and I too thought, wow, I said Marvel, you have to step up your game. I mean, as far as when we talk about female superheroes, there's been a lot of calls in the past to see like a um, oh Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow uh, spinoff, or to see um, well, she'll not. Well, the next one is Captain Marvel. Yeah, so Captain Marvel. I mean, they really have to step up their game for Captain Marvel to get a uh, film that is has a female lead that's driving it. And uh, Wonder Woman tells us that it's possible in a, in a, in a, in a culture that has been dominated typically by uh, male superheroes. So we uh, have uh, hopefully high hopes for Captain Marvel. And certainly if anyone knows how to put out a good superhero movie, it is Marvel. So hopefully they can do that with a female character. Well, yeah. ha- if Marvel studios hadn't screwed over Joss Whedon, cause you know, Joss Whedon is now on justice league. Yes. He's yep, not only helping with the pickups, he's on the second film. Okay. Okay. So between between the two of them, this this could be unstoppable. And I'm still surprised why Black Widow doesn't have her own film. She's in so many freaking one she's in so many of them and Iron Man's in a ton of them and he has his own films. Right, right. No, I I, I hear you. Um Talking about Wonder Woman, did you know that? Uh, oh, where did I see it? You, we were talking. So Zack Snyder, of course, is directing Justice League. Did you know that he was? He's one of the people in the trenches in World War One. Yeah, awesome. no, I know that. Yeah, I didn't pick him out, but I read about it later. I'm like, well, that's very cool, you know. But yeah, so yeah. I love that he got that he got involved. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, so as you, I mean, I know that we love the movie, and as a package, it, it holds together real well. Any anything that any any moments that stood out to you about the movie that you said, "Wow, this really was really." This was an iconic moment that this is what I was hoping for. That this is one of the things that made this movie so awesome. When she picks up the tank. Oh, by the way. When she picks up the tank. I know. I jumped out of my seat and yelled, holy crap. And just sat there with, you know, childlike wonder. When she picks up a dang tank. (laughs) That was that was an awesome awesome moment which by the way was something for actually from the comics i mean they drew in the comics for that but that was awesome miles how about you uh, the the action scenes were just incredible uh i go back i'll go back to the first one where the germans kind of go though there's a, a hologram for lack of a better word they they they, they, they get there and then there's this battle between those Germans and, and the Amazons, and the Amazons kick the Germans' asses. I mean, that was uh, that was totally badass. Um, the uh, when it's it's Diana with uh, Trevor and and his guys, and they can't get the other side because the French and the Germans have just kind of been holding this no man zone. Yeah, the no man zone, but n- nobody could get through, and so uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Opens up, um, opens it up for them, and just, um, just <laughs> well, medieval on the Germans. It's no man's zone, but she's no man. Exactly. That, that's a very good literary reference. So <laughs> she's she like, and on it was it was it was that was that was one of the moments where the naive, earnest, altruistic, uh, I'm here to save the world from evil, where she was like, oh well. I could. She had no F's to give because she didn't know she had to have F to give. The only thing she knew is she had to save those people in the town. So she just she tore a hole. She just bore through, and the guys came up behind her and supported her. And amazing. Just it was a great, a really well told story with a couple holes, a couple little like things that I was like, I'll forgive it because this is pretty dang amazing. All right. Well, so let's talk a little bit about that. There were we, we, we obviously there's no doubt that we love this movie. What uh, what were some were there any areas that you felt were weak weaknesses in the movie or things that, you, that even though you might go see this movie like two gazillion more times in the theater that you wish <laughs> might have been a little bit stronger um, weren't weren't obviously didn't kill the movie for you, but you wish maybe would have been a bit better. Um, Miles, let's start with you. Uh, let M go because I, I, I have to see the movie again to try to. Uh, okay, well then hole. M, you mentioned it. Why don't you go? I knew who the bad guy was the minute he got on. Well, the minute he started, I heard. As soon as I started hearing the the the, the senator or the whatever his name was, um, the little prime ministery dude speaking, he was just too nice, and he was just too supportive, and I thought, oh, that's Aries. That's Aries. Oh my God, you could have done a much better job. And then he shows up at the bar and magically has an envelope full of cash. And oh, you have a secret plan. Let me help you. Let me let me get your adorable, sweet little, wonderful secretary to help me. And it'll be great. And anything you need. He was just way too nice. 
way, way too nice. Mm. And so, the juxtaposition of the other guy, the, the, the German general. Right. He was over the top. Um, you know, if he, if he had a mustache, he'd be twirling it. So <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think what it, you know, it, it, so yeah, that, that I would say, say was, would have been a weakness. It's not a terrible weakness, but I mean, I didn't pick up who, who Aries was, but I picked up who Aries wasn't just by the way this guy acted. You know, I did hear one of the one one of the complaints as I read through stuff and preparing for the show tonight. One of the complaints I did hear is that some people were feeling that the villains were just a bit too weak. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, that comment it kind of ties into what we're talking about here. Did you feel that they were weak villains or you know just pushovers? I mean, what are your um, thoughts? I thought I thought the I mean the German general. Who, he was a little over the top, but there was, he had, he had his, this scientist, uh, what they call her, Dr. Poison, or, you know, they were, I thought that was an interesting, what they were trying to do. They were trying to come up with um, these terrible weapons of war. Um, they seemed to be a little, they, they were trying to think outside the box of what the rest of the Germans were thinking of. But, Again, I, I think they're trying to make you think this guy was Ares, and but he he, would, he just would have been too obvious. There's always a swerve some sometime. Hmm. Em, your thoughts on that? So, I thought it was too simple for. Like, well, I I pegged who the bad guy was, and I agree that the the German guy was a little over the top. But then I thought he was a little like Red Skullish. In the, yeah. Okay. So did he that, seem a little that, so, red scully? So yeah, so let's did. you did, but but let me tell you this. One of the things that I did think about a lot was like, hey, this is Captain America in female form. Yep. Because there's point number two. <laughs> exactly. Because you know, you have first of all, it, there are the two Chris's, right? Both um both Steves that fly a plane and end up ditching it to you uh-huh. know to save their lives in the or to like save humanity in the end, right? Yeah. And they both have these evil scientists with sidekicks that are incredibly smarter than the actual evil scientists themselves or the pe- yeah. uh, the people themselves and and um whoa, whoa this is Captain America. <laughs> well then so one of the things that I did find kind of interesting was that they so Ares, the god of war. Um, you know, he's I just like always the way you back. Say, can you say that again? Um, I just like the way you say that. Oh, that you know, the one thing that you know, so Ares, god of war. Okay, he's <laughs> he's just he's the god of war. He was out to kill everyone and all the gods, and he had a problem with his dad. Just not a great, as my favorite president says, he's a bad hombre. Um, there was something about I I liked what they did with with Ares in in how they presented him. In he was he wasn't all he wasn't all I'm gonna he wasn't what's the he wasn't so directly I mean I figured out who he was a lot some people did but there was just something about him where he seemed actually quite powerless because. He no longer caused the wars or created the wars. He just influenced the wars. He just dropped little seeds into the ears of people. He no longer had the ability to be 
he was no longer had the power of a god and he he needed all of this war to feed into him and so i i liked that that it took like this huge promise of devastation for him to really come out of himself but then in the end he there should have been a bigger it should have been a bigger battle it should have been like so quick mm. um i also didn't like it, it went really well and then all of a sudden as soon as he died all the soldiers were like hugging each other and stuff like that oh please yeah. why 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 and then it was just kind of that euphoria i guess of releasing that negative energy because they all went back to being jerks i'm sure um it was just ah everything i was having deep conversations about it the week it was released and i didn't write any of it down which was my mistake and so now i'm well, you know, the, yeah. here's the thing. Again, we, we say all this with the understanding that we absolutely loved the movie. So yeah. it, we're being nitpicky here when we talk about it. Because you know, that's our job. Exactly. We're nerds. I know, exactly. And nerds take things and they overanalyze things. And Of uh, course. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Uh, one of the things that uh, – th this isn't necessarily a nitpick, but um, – one of the things that um, Patty Jenkins wanted us to do is to feel a little bit like Superman one, the very first Superman movie, 78, I think they came out in um, the, the Christopher Reeve ones. Yes. So Christopher Reeve ones. And so you had these moments like where she will be there and she puts on her glasses to hide her identity. That always works. It is. It does because it's real, real efficient, <laughs> you know, oh, well, no one will figure out who I am now. Well, they didn't really know who she was to begin with. I know, so. I know, but it was a great. But if you saw that, there was some great. It was it was a great throwback to that sort of seventies uh, yeah. idealism or whatever we call it. But uh, I, oh, keep going. Sorry, no, go ahead. I did appreciate that when they were getting her clothes, that they didn't have the pretty woman moment where she's trying everything and she's twirling and she's mugging for Steve. Steve was nowhere to be found. And the only thing she, that was important to her was like, how do you move in this? Yeah. How do women fight in these clothes? That was, it was like the complete opposite of pretty woman. No, definitely. And it was wonderful. Yeah. You know, one of the things I appreciated also about this movie so many of, especially the DC movies, are so dark and gritty. This was a colorful movie. Tons of color. Yes. And and I and I and I like that. And I know I know that it's a generalization because there are colorful moments in other DC movies, but in this movie, this movie is very colorful in comparison to many of the others that have come out. Uh, the island scenes were absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah. Well, exactly. My point. My point. I, yeah. If you think about it, the perspective of Wendy, she came from an amazing, beautiful, positive place. And then as they passed through the barrier, it was dark. It was gray. And as you went in, like you could tell as as she grew and became as she became Wonder Woman, as she evolved and figured crap out, it got it got brighter. But there was they use that as much as possible. There was the most. I'm not putting words together. I've been up since five. I'm sorry. <laughs> Creating that beautiful world because that's where her mind was and then taking her to something that was gray. And then it progressively brightened. 
as things got successful, I think. I'll have to watch that again on the like millionth time I watch it. Right, right. Absolutely. Did you both go ahead? Did you notice that she, she was never called Wonder Woman this whole movie? Yeah. She hasn't got her name yet. Yes. Yeah. Their superhero name. She hasn't got it yet. Yeah. So yeah, and it's uh I didn't I didn't I didn't notice that as well. It was that was cool. Well, uh, why don't we shift over and talk a little bit about uh, – we're going to shift to Guardians here. Before we do, one real quick thing. So the creator of Wonder Woman, William Moulton Maston, I believe his name was, um, who came up with the idea of the truth rope, obviously as a creator of Wonder Woman, was also one of the creators that's credited for the polygraph. Well, Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I think there's a couple people that are credited with that, but he's one of the people that's sometimes credited with being the inventor of the polygraph. So truth rope, golden lariat. I know. Of truth. Yes, there we are. Truth rope. Yeah, I call it truth. I like like truth rope better. TR. Philistine. All right, all right. I I thought in the movie it was interesting that whenever somebody was tied with the rope, if they tried to resist – Telling the truth, it, it, it hurt and caused them pain. Yeah. <laughs> like if they, yeah, if they were trying to hide it, it just had hurt them. The other fun thing about that gentleman is he is also related to the woman who helped develop, um, who helped develop, was it, uh, awareness of birth control for women uh. and helped um, develop, help create Planned Parenthood. Oh, there we are. Yeah. And then the other thing that was kind of funny was when you see Wonder Woman, it people keep making the mistake of like, ooh, short skirt. She's not in a skirt, she's in culottes. Because his he was he and his wife were looking at it and his wife was was saying, She can't be in a skirt. If she goes to fight, her skirt'll come up and it'll it'll be untoward. So she's wearing like culottes or trousers of sorts. Oh yeah. So I I I love Someone brought that up. Oh, well, she's always in short skirts. And I said, nope, she's in culottes, dum-dum. Because, but then I realized it's because I don't go outside. I read too many comic books. Obviously, obviously. All right, well, why don't we move into Guardians of the Galaxy here and uh, and talk a little bit about our experience with that. Different movie, uh, different, obviously, franchise putting this movie out. Um, This movie came out over a month ago. Um a month and a half, two months ago, maybe. Uh, let's let's talk about what we thought about this. And then I had a little bit of feedback from Colin that, that he's going to talk about Guardians. He's also going to talk about Aliens a little bit. But we'll, 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 we'll allow him to talk about that as well. Um, so let's talk about uh, Guardians. Uh, thoughts, feelings about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Miles, you went first this last one. Why, M, why don't you go? Um, I liked it. I'm. I may be one of the few people who is is not Gaga for this film. All right. It, so as so you you say you weren't Gaga for it. Is there is there something because you love the first the first I mean James I Gunn you love the first one. Uh, what about this one? Kind of felt yeah. The daddy story. It just got really cheesy and really silly. The whole like all that. You know, oh, let's go play catch. And it was his father was, you know, I've been looking for you everywhere, son. By the way, it's his dad. 
spoiler alert. Ways That's his dad well. who's chasing him and helping him out. Oh, all of a sudden he's perfectly, oh, I'm going to help you and take you to this amazing planet. This can all be yours. How did people not? It was super clear the minute he showed up and said, I've been looking for you everywhere. He's the bad guy and he's going to do something stupid. And it just was really clear. And that kind of ruined it for me. And then Chris Pratt's character and when Star-Lord was all like, I've got my dad back. Dude, you have been a a thief. is, Is this like a male Padme moment for you? There was a little bit of a male Padme moment, but nobody died. It's yeah, so it was close. It was like a Padme moment. <laughs> but I just I wasn't expecting Star Lord to collapse and not figure out that he was the bad guy because he'd been around so many horrible people. <laughs> he was raised by, you know, horrible people. Horrible people who in the end loved him. But nonetheless, you know, horrible he should have seen that. Yeah. Miles, your thought as you went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy, what are are your thoughts about this movie? So shortly after the movie came out, there was somebody posted some kind of article about the plot problems in this movie. And you know what? I don't care. I love this movie. (laughs) I had a good time. That's the the important thing. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't I don't care that it had some plot pole problems. You could drive a 18 wheeler through. Um, I was thoroughly entertained. Um, I, 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 it was fun. It talked, you know, they talked about family. There was some redemption at the end for, um, uh, we, somebody did die. Uh, Yondo ended up dying since we're spoiling. And, um, I know, we find out he's I not, know. uh, there, there's this part in the movie where it, it's Yondo, it's, it, it's rocket. They're in that, you know, they're, they're in that, um, holding cell or whatever. And, uh, you know, they're, they're arguing it, and Yondo says, uh, you know your problem is? You're just like me. And I love this scene when they, they, they escape. Um, for, when, when Baby Groot starts bringing, try, you know, tries to bring the thing that Yondo says, the, uh, the uh, prototype Finn, uh, he, he brings underwear, he brings a desk, he brings a guy's thumb. It, it, it it then uh, finally brings the right thing and the scene where they all bust out and um, yeah, there's this rocket running through people and all of all these guys that turned on Yondo, but uh, it was, it was entertaining as hell. I loved it. I, I saw the movie twice. Um, you know, I, you know, if you, you could point the plot holes of problems, I don't care. I, I loved it. I, I even bought a baby Groot. Uh, oh, that dances. That's right. That's right. You They're awesome. It, you had it at the Memorial Day party. I was. Uh, I really did. Enjoyed. You, you know what? Uh, I think Miles, you hit on something. Like we 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 sit here and we talk about the movies, and for some of us, this movies hit a little bit stronger than others. Uh, if you enjoyed this movie and, and and you saw it twice and you enjoyed it both times, you saw it. Yeah, we will we, 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 we acknowledge that there's plot holes. Absolutely. But we aren't talking again about not loving the movie. And, uh, and so I think it's great that you love this movie, that you saw it. Uh, one of the things that hit me this time is one of the reasons that I love the movie is that it reminds me very much of the Serenity crew. Yeah. From Firefly. Yeah. You know, I, I look at it like, hey, I'm watching Firefly dressed up in, or maybe, I don't, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy came out before Firefly and uh, as far as the franchise goes. But, you know, I just, 
I, I love the fact that you have this motley crew of different people with different roles, and and, you, and they somehow get together and they form a group and try to survive. You know, and they pick up jobs as they go. It sounds very much like the Serenity. So, yeah, there are definitely comparisons between the two. Yeah, but. Anyways, I, I I liked it. This this movie was definitely more of a character movie than yes. the first one. So you had a, you spent you found a lot more of you know the troubled past of the characters for most of them, and um, it, it, it helped flesh them out. And that didn't take away. I mean, there were certainly James Gunn has a way of you know writing in the comedic timing. There was still the comedy there, um, and there was still action, but. He didn't. He didn't just rely on a rehash of the first movie. He allowed it to move a little bit deeper, which I think was one of the saving graces of this movie. But. And the uh, the opening, the closing credits were entertaining too. I love um, the old um, album cover uh, background. Yes. Uh, are you are you are you talking about the post credit scenes? Or are you talking about the end of the? Post credit. I guess it'd be considered post credit scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just love that they had Adam more love at in the post credits. So, but the golden person. Although I, although that that bothered people in the first part of the movie when they had the golden people kept following them around. Some people that bothered, but it didn't bother me too much. But what do you mean by the golden people following well, them around? They, they, so the first the first hour is kind of choppy. It feels like the first. Yeah. It feels a bit choppy, and there are these people that keep appearing. Aren't they golden? Aren't they? Don't aren't they like painted gold? They look golden or something like that. Yeah, the the the, the sovereign. They're, yeah, they're the sovereign. They're, That's yeah, they, what kept, I'm trying they to say. kept trying to because they because uh, rockets stole those batteries, and they kept trying to apprehend them. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the golden people, the sovereign. Got it. Right, right. So and uh, so the ending, the post-credit scene actually kind of ties that story together just a little bit. Um, but I, you know, the yeah. Thing, what is this Adam thing? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I think one of the one of the things that I always like about these movies is some of the throwbacks to the uh, to you know the stuff that's retro for us, I guess now. Like the uh, the Mattel electronics football game he had in his hand at one point. Oh my God, that was really fun to see. <laughs> I owned that as a kid. I owned that thing. <laughs> so I no longer have it. I'm sure that my brothers and I destroyed that <laughs> many times. But um, but I but I like that. And then you know the other throwbacks like the drones attacking in two streaming lines, like the Galga arcade game that you played. You know. Oh yeah! As Even soon this. as that imagery was so clean and clear, <laughs> that made me very joyful. <laughs> you know, and so there was all that, and even the, uh, the 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 Howard the Duck appearing, you know, in the film was mm. great. So and and a great great score too, great music score. Yeah, well, definitely, and, and like, the, and I think it's one of the things that sells this franchise is. The retro, it's music. It's playing music that we love and that we go back to, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the, I did like in this one the 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 fleshing out of the Namora storyline. You know, um, yeah, what is it? Um, whose sister? I'm losing the name. Green girl. Oh, Zoe Sardana. Oh, Gamora. Yeah, Gamora's sister, and and the history Nebula. of that with 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 Thanos. You know. Um, I thought that was neat. 
So. Yeah, the the, the theme of daddy issues was uh, yeah, prevalent and, in this movie. Yeah, and M and M hit that on. It was it was a bit it, it was a bit heavy handed. It was yes. It was heavy handed. I mean, and I think one of the things, especially with the uh, Kurt Russell daddy thing, um, is that I felt whenever he was on screen, all he was doing was giving these long expository rants. Um, you know, big explanations about where he's been, what he's done, and and it felt like I don't know. I just felt like I wanted more for him. I wanted him to be better. I wanted him to be smarter. Like I, I, cr- I crave a villain who really just leaves me wondering, oh crap, how are we getting out of this? I mean, have we, have it, have we had any villains? We, we, were, we were complaining just a moment ago about the villains, even a little bit in Wonder Woman. Uh, do we have any villains where we have said, "Holy crap, are we going to get out of this?" Or are we waiting? Or, or are we waiting till Thanos shows up to get that? I know at some point I may have said someone was delicious. Oh, deliciously evil. And I want to say it was probably Loki. Every time Loki's been on, he's surprised me. He's fascinating. I don't know if I would call him like the ultimate villain. Like you you mentioned like the, the, oh crap, how are we going to get out of this villain? But Um, he always delivers. They always write for him a kind of a moment of, oh, you sneaky son of a gun. Yeah. What about the uh, the, uh, one of the ones? At the end of um, Thor 2, when you see that Odin's not there. Spoiler alert, it's not Odin, it's Loki. Uh, Nice job. Spoiler alert, it's Loki the whole time when Thor gives up the crown. FYI. FYI. Thanks for ruining the movie. Um, One of the (laughs) ones that, uh, that maybe, maybe would be like, Oh crap! How they can get out of this is um, I can blank it on the guy's name. Um, James Spader plays the villain in the uh, the movie with oh, villain. Ultron. Yeah, Ultron is a great villain. There Ultron were men- is a great yes. So he's one. He's one. I'm like, oh crap! How are they going to get? How are they going to defeat him? He's replicating himself. He's in all these systems. He's, you know, it takes vision. The kind of you know, come to the rescue. But, you know, they they are just getting their butts handed it to them left and right. So I think that Ultron, Ultron is one of the, uh, probably one of my ultimate villains. At least right now on the top of my head as I'm thinking about it on the lack of sleep. But We need to have a segment sometime about talking about good villains in sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi has them. Yeah. Maybe we can make that our next show. Okay. The next show, the ultimate villain. In in, in uh, the ultimate villain, cheap. SmackDown. Deliciously cheap. evil, brought to you by Acme. Yeah, there we get. We, <laughs> we we can do that. I like that. Deliciously evil, brought to you by Acme. So I, you know, th- these are my thoughts on the movie in general. Um, uh, it it's it's a fun movie, and I, Miles, you said it's a good joy ride just to go on to. And it's one of those movies that you go and. You just enjoy the ride. We aren't looking for anything real deep. We're just looking to have a, a fun jaunt and kind of, you know, to escape a little bit. Yep. Yeah. So uh, here's what I'd like to do. Let's let's talk about these two movies and maybe do a little bit of comparison between them. 
Um, we know, I know, we know they're different entities or different franchises. Um, well, and one's a team up and one's an origin story. Yeah. So we aren't, it's, this is not fair, but I think we can maybe compare them like on um, how well we felt the character chemistry like resonated in the movie. Um, how well the story held together, maybe uh, what we thought about the action sequences and which one maybe had the better action sequences or, or you know, we we're just talking villains, maybe the better villains. Um, we can evaluate it maybe in score. Those would be some areas I'm thinking that we can maybe do a little bit of comparison. You had a birthday recently, Miles. Happy birthday, Miles. Or is that coming Thank you. up? Is that coming no, up? No, I already had it. Oh, yeah. Already had it. That was two weeks ago. Wow. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. Here's to one year older. You any good loot? Uh, yeah. My, my, my uh, family gave me some money. I bought my bought myself a kayak. That's right. Wow. I, well, I didn't know that. We had a conversation since then. A kayak. So, um, Have you been out kayaking? Super fun. I've been out a little bit. Um, I'm only good for about a half hour or so till I tire out. So it's going to be a little while before I can be out in the water for long periods of time i gotta build up my endurance yeah absolutely that's great physical activity yeah i'm sore as hell after doing it <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with that all right hold we'll on see. here we go okay are we ready hold on happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear person According to the lyrics I'm reading, happy birthday <laughs> to you. That was lovely. Thank that you. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to tune it. I just grabbed it really quick. So That's awesome. And I'm sitting here photographing all my pop figurines because now I have a crap ton of Wonder Woman ones. Of course. Okay. So let's, <laughs> I have a problem. So, yeah, a little bit. So let's talk about these movies. Uh, you know, we, we realize that they are not like, not apple to apples here. Um, but as we compare them, uh, let's talk about some these different avenues maybe I, that I mentioned briefly earlier. Um, let's start off. Let's go in the order of what I have here. How about the chemistry of of the, uh, of the characters, and especially like the main characters? So you have the crew from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Then you have kind of a, you know... The you know Steve and and, and Diana and uh, you know what 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 how how did you feel about the chemistry? Which one pulled off their chemistry better for you personally? And let's start with um. Keep saying the word chemistry. Now it's lost its meaning. Chemistry. Um. Chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah. Well. So. The characters all blended together really really well the introduction of the characters went really well their their tone and their timber together just it worked and and are we talking guardians about which, galaxy, which which movie here that's wonder woman okay guardians of the galaxy they had our for me it's hard to compare them because guardians of the galaxy we, they've already established that relationship that family um and so they know they know each other's the their comedic beats and their and their and their their trigger points. So it's it's hard. I I I don't know if I could compare the two. You know, if you're gonna do any comparison, maybe the chemistry. You do have, you do have. I guess the uh, the Chris Pine and 
or I'm sorry, the, the Steve and the Diana kind of quasi romance going on. And then you had the same thing happening with Zoe Zodana's character and Chris Pratt's character, um, where they kind of are pursuing it, but it isn't really fulfilled. Um, so maybe there's a comparison in the way those relationships play out. But you, I mean, you're right. We're trying to compare a movie that has had a prequel, has had the chance to establish relationships. And so they're kind of building on that. With very few exceptions, I mean, Baby Groot's kind of like a new character, right? Um, yeah, but but other than that, we have a character, you know, grouping that has been already established. So it isn't entirely a fair comparison. Miles, your thoughts on this? Miles, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um... The Guardians, this is their second movie together, so the actors, the characters know, know each other now, and so the, the Guardians argue argue like they're a family. I mean, um, now I think the chemistry between uh, Steve and Diana, I, I, I believed it. I, the, the chemistry between uh, the, the other the other three guys with them, I thought was good, but it was only a temporary thing. I mean, they were going to go on a mission, and after the mission, they they went on their separate ways. So, um, it was they were a team just just for that one time alone. Right. So again, uh, we're saying it's not apples to apples, as we're saying, but it's it's just one to it's just it's like to apples to Buicks. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the story then. Uh, we have we have, of course different stories. We have an origin story, and we but. But nonetheless, the way the plot maybe holds together for us, um, if you were to compare it to which one of these did you feel held the plot held together a bit better for you and maybe why? I thought the the stakes in both movies, although uh, were huge, the, st- the stakes in Wonder Woman to me, I, I, I felt felt it more. And connected to it more because even though World War One is a hundred years ago, it already happened. But it's real; it did happen. We 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 know a lot of history, and just exploring that it made me a little more emotional for what was going on. What was going on in Guardians? It, although you know, it's the stakes are huge. Uh, ego has. Uh, planted parts of himself all over the galaxy and it's going to take over each planet. I can't relate to that. That's just, it's so over the top. It's so, I can't, I, I can't relate to it. So I don't connect to it as much. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it, but I'm not as connected to as I am with the wonder woman one, because we're talking about real, real history there. Right. So, So for you, it's a matter of when you look at the story and the way the story held together, um, uh, even though you enjoyed Guardians, you're saying that there's a there was maybe more of an emotional connection to the Wonder Woman storyline. Yeah, and maybe more believability. Mm. But I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be like. There's been times I've been drawn into science fiction stories that it's a very like. If I step back and say, well, this world is definitely nothing that I have no frame of reference for, but I bought into it and the stakes are high, but Guardians of the Galaxy didn't do that for you this time. No. Yeah. And that's not a, that, that's not a slight against the movie. It's just, for whatever reason, the way the story was told to Wonder Woman. Um, it did it better. 
did it better for you. Yeah. Um, how about, yeah. 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 How about, how about you have a thoughts on this? I, so Wonder Woman was, was serious, was more serious than the, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, Guardians of the Galaxy just seemed like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon and in a good way, like in right. a good way. It right. was fun and it was yeah. a little over the top, but you know, it's Guardians of the Friggin' Galaxy. Of course it's over the top. Um I'm at, I am I'm I'm at a loss to try and compare the two. No, I, I hear you. And I, again, you, you know, you said it well that it's not it's not the same thing. But I I do like the fact that you said it was like a Saturday morning cartoon. I mean, what did you do when you watched Saturday morning cartoons? You got up and you blew your Saturday mornings because you just loved the fun of watching these. And and Guardians of the Galaxy is a fun film. It's not meant to be. Uh, whereas Wonder Woman, a much more serious film. And so the story plays out differently. So I, I hear that. It's there. They're, okay. For me, the two comparison points, they're both comic book stories. <laughs> there you go. They're both films that are made and shown this year. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they that, are both over two hours long. Yeah, good, good. They, they both, both have, have strong female characters. There we go. Uh, okay well let's so that's okay. as far as i can go how about this uh, action sequences both movies have some pretty uh intense action sequences which one had the uh which one had a better action sequence for you oh wonder woman wonder woman it, which which action sequence for you was your favorite in wonder woman So the the battle in no man's land, just her complete lack of fear and right. her hard headed stalwart need to save people. That whole scene, because I I love historical films. I'm with 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 um, Miles on that. Like just the history behind it, it was really really well done. When they just. They just walked through that that town and tore it left and right and and saved the town. Um, that was by and it was low key kind of action. It wasn't all explosions and spaceships and but it was amazing and powerful and frightening. You just said it was low key action. I get the reference. Ha ha ha. Um, oh, I didn't mean it like that. No, I, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. So I know you didn't mean it like that. Uh, how about uh, Miles? For you, when we when you look at the action sequences, did uh, which one did you feel pulled out better action sequences for you? I'm not sure. There's there's one that was better. I I, I, I I'll say which one I was more entertained by. I, I was more probably more entertained by. The, the final conflict between um, uh, uh, Star Lord and his father and everybody in that in that scene, um, yeah, it was over the top. It was kind of cartoonish, especially when Star Lord be becomes um, Pac Man. But uh, it was <laughs> I, I was more I found that more entertaining. Right. But that's that, that's no slight against um, right. Well, and again, we are saying yeah, I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, very good. So I have two more points. We'll do the comparison that I know it's difficult to do because we're, again, different movies. Um, and I'm, we're all really tired. I know, I know. <laughs> two more things. Oh, villains. Um, which one do you think had the better villains? I mean, you're complaining Wonder about Woman. The, Wonder Woman for you. And, uh, why, uh, why the villains in Wonder Woman for you? Because at least he got a little bit more complex later. Ego yeah. was just... His name is Ego. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on. Exactly. He was just, you knew you knew he was going to be bad. You knew he was going to end up having to kill Star-Lord for some reason. Just, he was too easy. Mm. Ares, at least, kind of, there was Ares and, you know, the, the, the Obergruben crazy nutjob German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about for you, Miles? Um, ego, ego is just nasty. Um, although he loved Star Lord's mother, he had to give her a brain tumor because her existence would be a distraction to him. Yeah, he is and a bastard. That, that he, that's a bastard thing to do. And yep. and he, and he destroyed uh, Star Lord's Walkman. Uh, that's just unforgivable. That, that that is that is unforgivable. I hear yeah. that. I, I I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, I agree, and I, I like both of your suggestions. I don't have a pick, but and I was going to do movie scores, but that's I mean, we talk about unfairness. There's a very there's a lot of majestic feeling to the whole Wonder Woman score. Like I've been listening to that um, before we did the show tonight. I was listening to it. I'm like, this is a great score. But then you go to the uh, you know the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's like all the classic tunes. You know that we grew up with and 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 and, and loved, and so it's almost not fair to, you know, to pull them, uh, pull them into as far as an equal match and to compare those two. But any thoughts on the scores? I loved. There's there's this. I think I think it's a guitar riff when when Wonder Woman comes out and starts fighting. Uh, they used it in the Batman versus Superman when she made her entrance. It's just uh, it's kind of a high pitched. Um, oh, the the electric guitar and the horns. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Oh yeah. I, I like that. That's just uh, when that that's just a great music to 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 enter into. That was a good moment. I agree with that. I agree with that. How about you, M? Any other thoughts or about the music? They did an amazing job with scoring. Um, with scoring Wonder Woman yeah. um, because it, they really did score. They had to write this amazing epic music to go with an epic character. Guardians of the Galaxy blew it out of the water with their super cool throwbacks and all the move, all those songs that they cleared for that. It is an amazing soundtrack, which is a soundtrack of like memories for me. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, we're about star Lord's age. And that was our time. That was, that's, and, um, oh my God, the director, <laughs> I'm blanking. This is not good. James Gunn. Yeah. He's our age. Right. So this is, this is our music. So that was, if we're talking about a score, Wonder Woman, if you're talking about the pairing of existing music to a film to carry it. James Gunn. It, it was yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. James Gunn is like Edgar Wright in that, he 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 directs in a in a with 
with musical beats. Right. Like there's a musical beat to his, a little bit of a cadence to his style. Right. Um, and it's all, it's, there's always an underlying rhythm going on. So yeah. it's impressive. Well, before we go and wrap up the show, we did get some feedback from our good friend in Colin, uh, Colin in Colin, I was going to say, in England. Colin uh, wrote in and gave his Colin! and gave his thoughts about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and not Wonder Woman yet, but Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, I think he also talked in here about the movie Aliens. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see what he has to say. We'll play it, and then we'll just you know give some uh, we'll chit chat about what he has to say, and then wrap up the show. Greetings, Sci-Fi Diner and all the diners therein. It is Colleen from England. How the devil are you? Um, I've seen two films in the past two weeks, and I thought I'd put my um, two. Is it five cents? Five cents. I don't know if you have a penny. Do you have a penny? Anyway, five cents worth. <laughs> um, first of all, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I I enjoyed this film. It was a great romp as they say. Um, the opening scene where um, Baby Groot is dancing around while they're all fighting the monster was absolutely brilliant. I was laughing out loud at Baby Groot. I, I, whoever came up with the concept of animation for that character has just nailed it. Um, the interaction between all the characters was still there, the humour still there. Um, Kurt Russell as Ego was brilliant. I bet he had a real good time making that film. Um, the um, the gold people I can't think what they're called now oh god my brain ten, ten demerits from good nerd points um, that was just out there man I mean I've, <laughs> I've read about them before but can you imagine the makeup department making all them people up as gold oh that must have took a long time but I did like the fact that they um, all stayed on the home planet, even flew drones so they didn't contaminate themselves by touching outsiders, so to speak. Talk about being xenophobic. Uh, there was... Uh, I didn't... Sylvester Stallone... As as interesting as it was to have Sylvester Stallone in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, a lot of people do come out of cinema for saying, I hope they're not putting Sylvester Stallone in there because they're going to do a Ravenger movie with Sylvester Stallone. So a lot of people um, on the way out who were, who were muttering about it were not impressed that Sylvester Stallone didn't bother me, didn't bother me in the slightest, but a lot of people coming out of cinema, it bothered them. The only thing that bothers me is they killed a well-known character, which I won't say in case some people listening to this haven't seen the end. But if you are going to see the movie, stay to the end, because there's three end credits, one of which involves Groot, which is absolutely hysterical. Um... I don't know what it is with Marvel, but they, they, they keep knocking it out of the park with the movies, whereas DC seem to drop the ball an awful lot. In fact, I haven't enjoyed a DC movie since Christopher Nolan did Batman. So that's that's not saying a lot for DC. Um, be interested to see what they do with Wonder Woman. Uh, the fact that they've, they've had to do like reshoots and edits and stuff like that, and they had to redo the script, like Em was saying in the last episode. Um... But it'll be good if they can nail um, the Wonder Woman and keep the, the essence of Wonder Woman um, and not focus too much on Chris Pine because the movie's not about Chris Pine. The movie's about Wonder Woman. So we'll wait and see what DC do with that. Uh, so what do you think? So Colin talked about the baby Groot dance during the fight and how phenomenal that was. What do you guys think? Oh, I, it was very entertaining. I loved it. It was James Gunn. 
Yeah, it was James Gunn, and I saw him doing that. You can, you can look just you can look it up on YouTube. You can see the dance that he does that 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 Baby Groot is like mimicked off of. That is great. Okay, they did motion capture even. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So it's awesome. I know, I know. the 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 other thing that Colin mentioned that I didn't think about is makeup for the gold people. Think of all the amount of makeup they need to put on that. How much gold paint you needed for those people? And and there was a f- lot of gold people too. A lot of gold people, yeah. Um, unless they did any of that in CGI, which I guess they could have, but. Um, and uh, Sylvester Stallone. What do you think of having Sylvester Stallone in this movie? Pointless. Pointless. Would you like to see him in a Ravenger movie? Um, Yondo is a much more complex, more fun character, I think. I would rather see him. Yeah. Uh, Miles, thoughts on this? It was, it was, it was kind of cool to see him there. I mean, it was kind of a... Sun casting, having him there. Um, I, it, it was kind of sad to see Yondo die, but it was a you get to see him redeem himself. But I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing if they bring Stallone back in the next film. It's I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is there plans? By the way, you mentioned next film. Are, is there plans for Guardians of the Galaxy three, or is it just going to be a two? Oh, I haven't heard. I don't know. Um, if only there was some place we could look and see I exactly. Know, know. If only there was a wonderful world of something, some sort of network right. intertwined with other people that could help tell us that. Instant information. Uh, um. There's Hold apparently on, there's, there is there, INDB has a uh, third installment mentioned. James Gunn directing, but uh, here we go. So who knows? We'll probably I would just, we'll probably see the Guardians in the next uh, Avengers movie before we see a third uh, Guardians movie. Well, I yeah, I'm sure. So they're they just finished the fir- the next Avengers film, right? The the big, and the Guardians are act- Chris Pratt's in it. That yeah, I, I know, and I know this from pictures that he was posting on Instagram. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I- there there's a poster, you know, going out also that has pictures on it. Yeah. Well, so uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see uh, see uh, Guardians uh, a Guardians three movie come out, and uh, we'll keep you up to date as we find out more about that. That's for sure. Well, I think that's about all the time that we have for tonight. We're running long. I know most of us are tired, and we all have day jobs we are off to, and I'm dealing with jet lag. And so, hey, why don't we call this a show and let's wrap this up? Um, and I found the list. Go ahead. Don't give me the list. I'm sorry. So next up is Spider-Man Homecoming, and then Rag- Thor Ragnarok, then Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and Wasp. Oh, I'm looking forward to that Captain one. Captain Marvel, followed by Untitled Avengers Infinity War sequel, followed by Spider-Man Homecoming 2, followed by three untitled movies. All right. When I, Set for... 
and they're all being released in 2020. So that's wow. It looks like it's Guardians 3 um, and two others. So there you go. There you, there you have it. On that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Well, uh, thank you, guys. It was great chatting with you again. And uh, we will uh, we'll talk about recording. Short leaves right around the corner. But we'll try to get one more show in. And, and we'll do uh, what we believe are maybe the best villains in science fiction. So we'll have to kind of chat about a list coming up. But if you have any ideas on any villains that you want included in that list... You let us know and why you think they are the baddest and best villains, most convincing villains in science fiction. Cool. So, all right. Well, I believe that's about it. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show here? All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Do your dailies.